May 15, 2023. It's what for Pedro show.
Off for Pedro show. Happy Monday. Start off with John Coltrane. Well, actually, it's his gig, his band, and this is Kobe Japan, July 17, 1966. But what you heard was Jimmy Garrison 
doing a bass solo. <laughs> and, of course, a bootleg, so that's the way that goes. But at least we got some kind of witness there. And then Speed to Plow with a hard friend to keep. And because of those uh, software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention, from Pennsylvania, I got Brenda. From New Jersey, I got Chris. Welcome aboard, both of you. Thank Happy you. Happy to be here. Absolutely. We got to give Howard Wolfen credit for the connect, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Hi, Howard. Love Howard. Love him. Uh, okay. Brenda, you're going to go first. So please bring your earliest musical recollection. Uh, listening to the Beatles, um, seeing my older brothers taking out Beatle albums and... I guess I wrangled the cover from them and was just staring at the photos on the album. So even though it was your musical experience, you used a lot of fucking eyeballs. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, just, I'm just trying to prove to you I'm listening. Now, uh, this pad you grew up, did it have music instruments? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, piano accordions we all had music lessons um i okay, found out years me... later that i have a great aunt who was actually an opera singer oh, i mean not that i could ever sing like an opera singer but it's in your yeah, fucking so there's genes. music in the family well let me ask you this since you brought up that fucking uh, that device that has one button for every note did you go through because i've had guests on the show by the way this week it's 22 years fuck time's uh, a freight train people don't get in the way <laughs> don't yell at it anyway uh yeah the piano lesson ordeal like for some people they almost chased them away from the music what was your experience i had a really nice teacher uh an older italian gentleman and um i, I just loved it I that's loved my it. experience is it depends on the teacher i don't think it's the act of lessons itself I think there's technique. Not everybody can teach. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, you, you notice, make, you notice like Phil Jackson and shit. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but if you look at fucking like NBA, the best coaches ain't the best players, and the best players end up making pretty lame coaches. Ain't that a trip? Yeah, you got a point there. Yeah, that's a trip. It's an observation. Ain't supposed to be a point. <laughs> Remember that Harry Nilsson movie he made for his boy? The point, right? The guy, he didn't have a point on his fucking, he had no point. Oh, yeah, the point, Right? Yeah. You take the K out of punk, and you got pun rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't mean to interrupt, though. What about uh, school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Uh, both choir, choir up until... Uh, high school and um, uh, band, concert band in seventh grade, and in through marching band and concert band. What instrument? And then also they were like starting up guitar groups and talent shows and you know that all that. Um, what, no, our our, our shit was only uh, for basketball and football games. So there's no guitars; it's all brass and drums. So would you? You said marching band though. Oh, yeah. No, the guitar part was uh, talent shows. Oh, like whoa. high school sponsored talent shows. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that either. But, you know, oh, okay. I graduated in 76, Peter. I. 
Pirates, right? Black and gold. Thank you, fucking Proud Boys, for stealing that color scheme, you assholes. Pendejos! Pinchy pendejos. Anyway, back to your musical thing. What did you play in the marching band? I played Harold Trumpet. Whoa, which okay. Is, which is a beast beast of an instrument. Yeah. It, it's a, yeah, trumpet with a flag, and it just it seemed like it weighed a ton because... Most of the weight was farther out from you. Right, so torque. Um, just really uncomfortable to play. And I, you know, I'm 5'4", and generally there were, you know, like I was one of the few women who ever, ever became a herald trumpet there. Um, I think that goes back to Roman tall, shit. Tall guys, tall guys. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to Romans and like the fucking soldiers <laughs> like wielded those motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and, and you know about physics, right? You got fulcrum and lever. So the further that motherfucker's out there, the more that's you know breaker bars when asshole uses the air hammer too tight for your lug nuts. You know. mm-hmm. Here I'm getting all complicated about how cars work, and I said I wouldn't do that. Just put it in <laughs> D and point it, press on the pedal. So but, you know, how what was the soldiers f- work too? How was yeah <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> that big note. Hey, now first album you bought with your own money, please. Tommy the Who. Okay. Well, you're, talk, you're talking LP, right? Not 45. No, anything. Because, man, I got people on the show that were born in the 2000s. They don't even know what those things are. Okay. So they don't, I'm not talking about the medium. What I'm talking about is when your kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So what right. would you first spend it on? So, well, yeah, 45s. Um, don't ask me which one. I, I think I probably just went out and got a... Got a few. My first uh, bought music was a forty-five. It was uh, Guess Who, America Woman. Okay. When it oh, that's a good one. D Boone used to put we play that fucking solo after school like hours. Near, near, near. Oh fuck. Anyway, <laughs> first gig you saw. Remember, it's the Watford Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say <clears throat> first first show that changed my life would be uh, the Bongos and the Tripes at Maxwell's in 1982. Before that, it would have been like cover bands and um, just not really going to see someone. First right. concert I saw, it was with D. Boone. It was T-Rex, 1970. Three. We are 14 years old. Wow. We didn't know about clubs, right? Arena Rock, 70s. Fuck the 70s. Fuck the 70s. Have no fucking empathy for the 70s. Narcissistic bunch of shit. I remember when that show Happy Days came on and my pop said, those were not happy days. (laughs) (laughs) Something to think about. So, now I'm not talking about after school like graduating, but in the afternoon, did you get into the basement band, bedroom band, garage band thing? Bedroom band. And did you use some of that guitar well, we, uh, talent school thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, like the medium with the album or cassette or whatever the fuck. I, I, I don't mean to get too specific. But did you use that guitar uh, talent show skill? Or, or did you bring in the fucking trumpet? Oh, no, it was guitar. 
yeah, trumpet was strictly school. Uh, guitar was was everything else. You know, in the 90s, there was a ska fad, and all the brass players in school got to be in the rock and roll bands for a little bit. Oh. But not long. <laughs> I remember oh, it was swing band, same kind of thing, though. The guy, the guy told me, uh, I think they were voodoo skulls or something. He says, what, when they, they uh, put uh, the gap, when the gap ad comes out, it's over. <laughs> so, okay, 90% close, right? Now, let me, uh, uh, I want to play more Speed the Plow. You gave me a Saint Restored. Don't forget what we supposed 
Watt from Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with Speed to Plow with A Saint Restored. Then uh, part 11 of Pelican Man, Planet Chernobyl. Me and Petra did an opera behind Charlie Plymel's libretto. This is part 11 of 15. Just came out. Erica Don Lyle with the first garden. Maxine Funko at Long Beach. We got one here. Right, it was, what was it? Spanish called it uh, Cerritos, but there was a there's a beach I think by Coney Island called Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, it is. It okay, is. quote the Raven. Well, Muskeg Mudsuck out of uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Say and say pa and chanson. Pardon my fucking lame ass. I fuck up the English language too. So, Bajan boy. I don't mean to. Hari Om Sharan. That's AJ out of Netherlands. And finally, Wild Cardation into the sun. Chris, it's Ooh. your turn. Please bring your earliest musical recollection. Oh, God. I would say earliest musical recollection was probably the Glenn Campbell show on TV. Oh, watching yeah. with my sisters. Remember, everybody had a variety show. Yep. Matt yep. Davis. There was a, like a, a duet from Japan called Pink Lady. I mean, it was like six months maybe, but yeah, they tried that shit with everybody. Now they make yeah. them judges on the fucking talent shows, right? Yeah, yeah. Go back but, to Ted know, Mack. Campbell uh, and... Incredible guitar man. Beautiful. Yeah, and you know, both my mom and dad worked and my aunt Katie... Uh, kind of was always the caretaker and my uncle pete always had great 45s of johnny cash and glenn campbell and the like you know that he was just a big influence on me did you hear that those 45s before you saw them on tv probably did but i bet you it didn't really click until i saw it visually you know Sure, Watching sure. a little black and white TV on a fourth floor walk up, you know, it was, I don't know, kind of, kind of hit me on the side of the head. And that was the first thing. And and then my folks always had uh, different kind of musical things on TV. They were really into big band music and jazz and mostly big band, Sinatra, now, that kind of thing. Was there instruments in the pad in the fourth no, four story no, walk up? No. no. Nope, not at all. My mother or my father, neither of them ever played. And when we moved out of the fourth floor walk up, we moved to the suburbs, uh, Lynnhurst, which was near Giant Stadium. And we went from a Catholic school to a public school because the public schools were safer out in the suburbs. And that's when we were introduced to, would you like to play an instrument in grade school? And I chose clarinet. And I stuck with that. The licorice stick. Yep. That used to I be think, big time, man. Artie Shaw and Ben Goodman. Yeah. And like nobody yeah. rocks it now. No, nobody, no, nobody plays. Well, you know, T- Tony Baumgartner from Speed the Plow, she plays the clarinet. And Wild Carnation, we did an awesome version of Tomorrow Never Knows with Brenda on trumpet. And I played clarinet. And Richard's you know, I'll tell you, out of the blue, Roxy Music, fucking Andy McKay's rocking the oboe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
Yep. That, that, it cuts through. It cuts yeah. through. <laughs> I think that's yeah, what the clarinet was uh, the good thing. It could cut through. But, you know, th- humans are trendy fucking animals, so things going. What did Chuck D say? Cycle, cycles, life comes in cycles. Old as new, no, I ain't no psycho. <laughs> <laughs> he lives out here in, uh, by Santa Barbara. He married a professor. Oh, really? He was wow. strong. I wouldn't shit you, Chris. Uh, anyway, uh, let's let's go on with your thing. Uh, you said you stayed with the clarinet. Yeah, I stayed with clarinet all through high school, and even went another year of going to band rehearsals before work because it was before I had to start my job. I would go and play, you know, full band rehearsal with them. And then I was off. You know, I liked playing clarinet, but at, at one point I realized you couldn't play clarinet in a rock band. That was impossible. Well, you, you could know? if you wanted to fuck with the paradigm. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't into doing that. And <laughs> one, not yet, one of my, not yet. <laughs> one, one of my buddies had a drum set in his basement, and I convinced him, hey, why don't you set that thing up? So he was playing drums. I was playing clarinet, and he was like, oh, you want to play around i start playing around i thought oh this is this is fun did you get him to do the two-step because you could have got a klezmer thing rocking well it was kind of like that it was kind of like that but after that i thought well maybe i should try to play drums and i asked my folks for a drum set and they, oh, they, wow. they, couldn't, afford, they couldn't afford that but i had a sister who who has since passed away and she always had Sorry. decent jobs, and she got me my first drum set from Manny's Music. On 48? 48th. You know all that shit's gone yeah. now. I know. It's all gone. Fuck, you know, they had pictures of Jimmy sick. on the bulkhead. Yep. Fuck, yep. D-Boom bought a red knob Fender Twin there. Really? I wouldn't shit you. Across uh, the street was that we buy guitars. I got a blue Thunderbird. If it's through the wind, I saw Paul Stan. I knew the little tattoo on his shoulder with the rose. Yep. So I point yep. at him, you know, there's a window, he can't hear anything. Yeah. And I mouth to him, is that you? And he mouths back, yeah, it's me. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> I guess. It's a tarred moment for what? Uh, first record you bought with your own money, Chris? I would say it was probably pooled money with my brother, with my older brother. And I would, th- I think it was probably Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Air Man. You know who you played uh, with them for a little bit? Was Brother Steve McKay from Stooges. Oh, really? I, I don't know that. you. Well, that's why I wanted you on the show to enlighten your ass. Yeah, that is an enlightenment. <laughs> but that was probably the first 45 I, I ever bought. And uh, I'm bitches. sure it was with my brother, Tom. And first gig you saw. Oh, okay. First first gig was i think acdc opening up for richie blackmore's rainbow at the palladium on 14th street 1978 maybe there's a new yorker uh, uh ronnie james dio i got to rap with him for hours a couple times and uh beautiful guy start off as a bass player upstate new york i didn't know that yeah well that's why i wanted you on the show enlighten you (laughs) so the great thing about that show was acdc played their set we had tickets in the loge area second second tier 
Angus Young came up with his, I don't know, 200-foot cord. Yeah. Do his goose, goose step in front of me. After ACDC played, Richie Blackmore got on for like a song and a half, walked off. Show was over, never came back. Well, shit fit. What, I think it was that night that ACDC went down to CBGB's and played another show. Wow. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. You get on the drums. Yep. How do you get school? Is it man alone or do you get a teacher or lessons or what? Here's, Here's a good thing that ties into Brenda. So I went to grade school and high school with Stanley Domeski of the Feelies. And he was the town's best drummer. So he's in my brother's class, a couple of years older. Here's, okay, Chris got a drum set for Christmas, comes up to me right after the holiday, points to me in the chest and says, you need to start taking lessons from me. And that's how it started. I started taking lessons from Stan. Uh, I remember the day he went and auditioned for the Feelies, which may have been the Willies or whatever they were calling well, themselves. He took, that he, he took Anton's place, right? Yep, he took Anton's place. Which is, we we lost him a few months ago. Yeah, about a, maybe like a year. Maybe a year. Okay. The past year, right? It was Brenda? in se- September 22. Yeah, that was a sad, sad thing. Very, yeah. very sad. Yeah, who... Anyway, that's how that's how it started with me and drums, and I just kept going on it. And I remember, I think Stan may have been joining Luna or something like that, and had said to me, "You need to learn all the Speed the Plow songs because you're going to have to replace me at some point." And later that happened, but not because of Stan. I don't think. Well, what was your first? What was your first gig? What was your first gig? what I was your Stan first gig on? on to Luna. Yeah, yeah. And, and you came in. Yeah, yeah. To speed the plow. Let me ask yeah. you this: What was your first gig on drums? My first gig on drums was an audition night at about two, three o'clock in the morning at CBGB's, nineteen eighty-one. For who? The band was called State of the Art. Did you make it? Was it a success? Uh, well, no, we didn't make it, but all of the people that, or most of the people that were in that band went on to do something. Like, I went on with to, with Wild Carnation and Speed the Plow, and the lead singer of State of the Art went on to, uh, he was in a band called Ward 8, and then they changed their name when they signed to Chrysalis. They changed the name of that band to Winter Hours. Well, I would call that a uh, so, success then. If it, anything that leads to something else, look. Yeah. I'm sorry, got to tell you, it's the end of the first hour, May 15, twenty twenty three. You want from Pedro Show, Chris and Brenda? Hold tight for hour two. May fifteen, twenty twenty three. It's the second hour. Watch from Pedro Show. Yeah. 
recognize me being pushed out this way outfitted such was my intention to be born this way with healthy eyes I will not be heard as much as felt my hope by healthy eyes both sides, inside and outside, a universe above our heads with nothing seen. To wonder that, but felt by healthy eyes, no fear or envy or meanness imagined here. Imagine that here with wisps of trips and sips of lips surfacing here felt by healthy eyes feelings heard words felt and wondered about out loud and most now alone together that way these clothes now they make me seem now that I've got them on for you to ponder with healthy eyes
Watford Pedro Show start off the second hour with Joss doing My Own Ghost. Then we had, fuck me, reading a poem in Philly in 2008, August 9th. Oh, I was playing bass behind Charlie Plymel, but they, he had me do one of my poems. Stefano Palia, I have seen you do my Nile bandmate, Bologna, doing the Deep Rom Blanket. Cube after that with Untitled. G-A-S drummers out of the Sevilla part of Spain. Un Mato de Fuego. Hidden Forces Trio with Raul Catizano. Late but sharp. Andre Vida out of Berlin with Danders. And finally, Speed to Plow. Follow your visions. So let me ask this. Speed to Plow, is this when you guys start playing together? Chris and Brenda? No. Okay, uh, bring it. What had happened was Rich and I were Rich and I were looking for people to play with. We had been in one band that had ended its life. We had started playing with another person. Um uh, and that person went on to start uh doing film work and everything. And we, we needed other people to play with. We were at a Yola Tango show. The Feelies had just broken up. And we saw Brenda in the audience. And my friend Rich said to me, you know the Feelies. Go talk to her. And I, I was very shy and bashful. And I, I didn't really know Brenda at all. I knew Stan. Uh, and I walked over, chatted it up a little bit. We uh, had dropped off a tape for Brenda and Brenda listened, liked it, and we started Wild Carnation. And that was in 92. Uh, yeah. The Yola Tango show was March 92, our first re- rehearsal, although we didn't pick the name until over the summer. Um, our first rehearsal time. was April 92. Okay, so Watts got the timeline wrong. Wild Carnation is actually mm-hmm. before Speed the Plow. Right. Well, actually, Speed the Plow was... Speed the Plow dates back to the 80s. Speed the Plow rose up out of the non-feelies tripes. And, and this is where, like, you just have to kind of look at, uh, research the history, or I'd have to tell you a, a rather long story of, like, Hell in New Jersey has all these various bands and and this group of people, group of musicians and, and singers going in, a, in any out of each other's bands. Um, so Speed the Plow, like the feelings started to get busier in around 1984 or so, or, or maybe a little bit later, more like 86. And um, and the members of the of the tribes, who the feelings members were also a part of the tribes, and Young Wu, again, all these various bands in Heldon. Um, so... You know, it's sort of a natural, it's a natural progression. You know, people kind of move on and then these other people form another band. So Speed the Plow um, came out of that. Um, well, actually, there's a bass man in Feelies before you're in the band, right? Right. Right. Yeah. The I, Feelies... I had a record called Raised Eyebrow. Uh, what was the other song? Raised Eyebrow was one side yeah, I think you said Fosse Law. Yeah, Fosse Law. Yeah, and it, and it had another basement. I think he was. That was the, yeah. All right. Yeah. Keith Denunzio. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is things were well, before Anton um, Vinnie Denunzio. So the, the Denunzio brothers on bass and drums, and then Bill and Glenn, and okay. also Dave Weckerman from the sure. Feelies, an early Feelies drummer as well. But then he and then he rejoins the band as a percussionist. Yeah, some years later. So right? what you're saying is there's a a little pool of cats playing, and they yeah they're playing in each other's bands. Very right, right. So Speed the Plow went through many, um, you know, or I shouldn't say many, a number of um, personnel changes. Okay, and let, so let we, go, let... we were part of Speed the Plow when they first formed. We came in at a later date. And then pretty much Speed the Plow assimilated Wild Carnation. Um, yeah, let me talk about Wild uh, Let's talk about Chris Wild Boyne. Carnation then, because that's the next song I'm going to play. The lights are on, but no one's home.
Jack 
lot for Pedro's show. <laughs> fair word to her, talking about human ways of organizing their artwork, people. Uh, let's start that chunk of music off. Wild Carnation. The lights are on, but no one's home. Uh, Arabia Saudara from Milano with uh, Guiana Francesca, French Guiana, right? Think of their new album. They they had the you know the dilemma of the song titles. They just named every tune after a fucking country in South America. Had boggle after that with uh, Square Dance, Emergency Room with Five. These motherfuckers, they just put numbers on their songs like the old classical people, right? Uh, Colin Dyer, Probability Acid, uh, Cod O'Donnell, Requiem for Jack Kirby, and finally Ward 8. This is Chris O'Donovan on the drums. Tell me today. You know, I didn't get enlightened to Joss. What was Joss? How does Joss fit in that, Brenda, that, are they part of that Hoboken thing? No. Okay. Uh, Joss fit in, uh, it was in between, it was in between, uh, hi, hi, it was, while Carnation was on a bit of a hiatus, Brenda and Rich had, had their son James, and we really weren't doing much at all, and I was quite bored, and just, Looked in the Village Voice one day, saw an ad, uh, bass player, guitar player, seeks drummer. I met these two guys, and I thought it was great. Each one of us were like 10 years difference in age. The uh, youngest guy was like 22, next guy 32, was, I was 40 or so, and we just melded and very much into television and the church and stuff like that. And it just worked out for a few years and we had one album out of it and we enjoyed ourselves a lot, played a bunch of shows on the East coast and but Brenda also had no- at least on Delmore too. Brenda had nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, what- only she just had a baby. That's what she had to do with it. She had the baby. She instigated. We she was, John, the, yeah, she was, phase. She was the launch pad, the fucking springboard. Yes. Okay, yeah. th- hit me to fucking uh, Ward 8. Okay, Ward 8. Ward 8 was, uh, here's another connection with the feelies, kind of. You know how you, Brenda was talking about the feelies and the tripes and, you know, well, Young Woo and Speed the Plow. That was the Halden scene. And where I grew up in Lynnhurst, we had what they were calling the Lynnhurst Musical Mafia. Can I you ask know? you, can I ask you, is this the Lynnhurst with the fucking Hindenburg blowing up? No, no, that's Lindenhurst. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so anyway. Lakehurst. So that was Lakehurst. <laughs> that was Lakehurst. Yeah. So Lynnhurst had a, a pretty good punk club called Aldo's. And Aldo's had the Stranglers playing there before they were anybody and we were all like a bunch of punk rock kids, right? So we all went to the same high school, same same thing, very incestuous. Everyone's playing with everybody else. And and Stan Domeski, who went on with the Feelies and Luna and, and beyond, you know, he was part of that. And he was in Ward 8. But Ward 8, for whatever reason, could never seem to keep a drummer. And they were doing some demos for chrysalis and it was some pretty fancy producer that he, he produced talk talk or something they needed a drummer to play on a couple of songs and they didn't have anybody say hey chris will you do it for us 
So I went in, I played two songs. I never would have entertained joining them because I figured, well, if Stan can't stay in Ward 8, I'm not going to stay in Ward 8. So I always did my own things, uh, but that was a pretty big highlight. And winter hours, and which is what they become, and Ward 8, they were really close friends with a lot of great music. And the guitar player from Winter Hours and Ward 8 owned a legendary record shop in Manhattan called Subterranean Records. And his name was Michael Carlucci. He taught everybody in town guitar, or so it seemed. Uh, later on, he was friends with Lloyd and and, and uh, Quine and uh, probably uh, had some fights with Tom, Tom Verlaine about bootlegs or something. But uh, he was friends with Patti Smith and all that. And that's where the Ward Aid and the Winter Hours thing kind of came together. And at one point, uh, while Carnation, we I'm were getting have ready to, I got to pull a plug go on you because we're at the end of the second hour. We'll continue, though, Chris. I'm so sorry. No May problem. 15, 2023, Dish Wap Pedro Show, people. Special guest, Brandon, Chris. Hold tight for hour three. May 15, 2023, it's the third hour of the Watt Pedro Show.
people who live on your street. Yeah, we're the people who you never meet. We live here and we always did. Though you do your best just to keep us here. So
Live from Pedro Show, that chunk of music started the third off, third hour. Only 22 years, what? It's still fucking up. Pre, oh, this is pre-wild carnation. That's what the notes say here. Dodger Blue. And then after that, Jeb Lloyd Nichols with United States of the Broken Hearted. Diane Marie Clova with Hey Don Don. Bondo with Zion Gate. Adele Mead with Young Girivrag. I think that's Slav. Slovakia Slav. And then finally, Wild Carnation under the weight. Okay. So, how does. I got to figure out how Wild Carnation gets together. Well, Wild Carnation got together because of the demise of the Feelies. And um, right before Wild Carnation got together, Rich and I were playing with Michael Imperioli, who went on to be Christopher Moltisanti in The Sopranos and uh, numerous other films. This is before the Lotus and the whole. This is before the. This is before the Yole Tango gig. This is before the Yole Tango. Okay. Uh, you right. know, you know that Lotus Cat is a fucking nephew or something of John Coltrane. Is that that's something else, isn't it? Yeah, that's a trip. <laughs> he he makes some trippy stuff. I've heard. Yeah. Anyway, b- back to White Card. So, so so you guys are already playing, and this is what you were talking about last hour about you had to find another person, and there's Brenda in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So Michael was going on. I think he was. I think he left us to do uh, Jungle Fever. I think Spike Lee's Jungle Fever, maybe. And he said, I, I can't do the music and the acting, you know, so I'm going to do acting. And But we remain friends over the years, and we're still friends to this day. And uh, But most, a lot of, maybe maybe six or seven of the songs on, on Tricycle were worked out with Michael and lyrics that he had before we met Brenda and then we met Brenda and we used the same music and Brenda put her lyrics to, to it. And on Dodger blue, we have Michael's version and Brenda's version. And like you were doing wild carnation gigs with Michael, right? No, we had never played. Okay. Okay. So you don't play gigs until you bring Brenda on board. Yeah. And we weren't wild carnation with Michael. We didn't even have a name. We just, got together every week and sure. rehearsed. Surprise. Uh, but he was a big fan of the feelies and Galaxy 500 and things like that, and that's why he answered our ad in the Village Voice. Okay. <laughs> you know, I have guests on, and they give me names of bands and shit to reference to, but I'm really, as I get less younger, I don't give a goddamn... <laughs> I'd rather have you talk about your sounds from you, you know, instead of referencing other stuff. But, yeah. But, but it, you know, no, no criticism. It's just what his lack of patience or something. You know, I got some guy, I had some dude on there telling me about Smashing Punk, and I, I, I just, it's hard. I'd rather just have personal reflections. Uh, what about this New York Woman song? Oh, Brenda could go yeah. with that. That was uh, that was a compilation, um, a, a tribute to Yoko on her 80th birthday. So we were, you know, kind of really, I don't want to say honored, um, really 
kind of blessed to be a, uh, to be asked and be a part of it. Uh, so each group would choose a, a song. Um, we chose New York Woman, recorded it in uh, Chris's basement. And um, so the, the, the proceeds from it went to charity. I, I believe it was a, a sort of a food, uh, some sort of food bank, the kind of food related charity. And uh, so it was only on that compilation, which is no longer available. So some of the tracks that we picked up or picked out for your show are, um, you know, that's interesting. That you though. Find. That's interesting, though. You did it in Chris's base. Chris, you got a studio. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last thing I ever purchased at Manny's music was uh, Pro Tools 7 Pro. Great. That's, that's spitching. So you do your own recording. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah. No. And Dan, uh, sorry, Dan Francia um, yeah. engineered. He's a son of one of the tripes, and he's in Speed the Plow. <laughs> all connected, right? It's all connected. Yeah. It's all... Well, let's listen to New York Woman.
Watch for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Wild Carnation started off that chunk. New York Woman. Then we had Phil Venable, Paul Sweet, do, Swest. Not Sweet, Swest. Sorry, Paul. Duo out of North Carolina with Echo Lake Paragraph. Pineapple Empress out of England. South side of London. The Golden, the golden in the Field. And then finally, Speed the Plow. Once the roof is off, the stars are there, and it's mighty cold. So, so what? What are you guys doing now? What's the the dealio? Huh? Well, we. You want to take it again, Chris? Uh, well, well, you could you could start. I'll, I'll, I'll do the sale off or something. So we, uh, the last show, last shows that we played were in 2019. Uh, Wild Carnation was set to play on March 13th, 2020, which was when the whole East Coast and possibly the whole country shut down with uh, with COVID. It was just so bizarre to be, you know, about to do a show and then it's it's canceled and you know, like everyone else was going through. Oh, a show, so right? It's postponed a little bit. And you're, then you're, you're you saying know. a show, Brenda. I, I I had a tour canceled, 60 gigs. Wow. So, just, so I was there too. So, but anyway, unbelievable. Yeah. We all, we all live so, through this. Okay. <laughs> so it's, uh, what are you so doing short, now? What are you doing now? About, so we did, uh, well, so our, um, the re, the reissue of tricycle now on vinyl and also with downloads, uh, came out on record store day, 2023. Uh, Feelies were playing a, sh- uh, a couple shows that weekend. So the next weekend, while Carnation, you know, playing the, for the first time in four years, uh, we played at Jack's Music Shop in Red Bank, New Jersey, which was which was a really great way to come out of, you know, just having not played in so long. Um, yeah. Really cool record shop. Um, we did, I don't know, 30 minutes to 45 minutes. So right now we're, you know, we, we could play shows um, if we can line some shows up. You know, coming out post-COVID, like what clubs are left? And well, um, I toured. It's very competitive, even getting shows. I know, but I, I toured a year ago. I did forty-eight gigs in forty-eight days. There's gigs out there, believe me. It is yeah. competitive. Mm-hmm. You can do it. I'm going to go out in September again. Uh, I think we got to not let this shit beat us down. I, I have guests come on and they, 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 I know it was a heavy thing and stuff, but so was World War II. What if we were born in 1941? Right, right. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have shows, I think. We'll have shows coming up in Asbury and, and Jersey City for sure. Um, yeah, we're just sort of getting things going again because yeah. it, it had been so long. Right, right. Um, and, and this, you know, this record has been doing really, really well and um, so as we've been kind of busy doing uh, various interviews and um, talking to a lot of really cool people from, uh, well, from uh, mostly the United States, but also um, uh, the UK. What about if people want to find out more about you on the Internet? Is there a website? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, to uh, to purchase Tricycle. So there were 500 copies on white vinyl, which are pretty much all taken. Um, there were some on Discogs, but uh, just a just a handful. Um, so there there will be a second pressing, but it's not going to be ready for a while. 
So the best best place to go is DelmoreRecordings.com, and there are links there. So you could, um, if you can't find the vinyl, you could find, uh, you could just download. Um, so the album is on there, plus uh, live tracks and um, uh, a whole bunch of demos that we had done. So there's just a lot of extra stuff that that comes with the download. Um, we have a presence on on the net. There's WildCarnation.com. Yeah, that's what do, I wanted no to hear. There's a lot of activity there. I would say the the best way is to go to Wild Carnation on Facebook. Uh, also, we have a presence on Bandcamp and the YouTube channel. Again, it's like it's not. It may not seem very active, but we're trying to. Again, not enough hours in the day. Um, trying to get more things on there. But while the while the album has just come out, it's not a good time to put all our all our tracks up there. You know, it's got to it's got to sell, and then we can start putting stuff up there. Um, so yeah, so DelmoreRecordings.com or Wild Carnation uh, Facebook and also Bandcamp. Well, the corporate website's probably got links to your own website, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's don't give those motherfuckers any more fucking hype. <laughs> it's been a big honor to have you aboard. You're going to probably do some new wild carnation in the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are, there's a, there's well, a can I Can I put an invite out right now? When you get the new stuff recorded, will you come back on the show? We can play it and talk about it. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah. yeah and actually our, our second recording, uh super bus, which was recorded in 2000, but not, we didn't put it out till 2006. Uh, that's coming out on vinyl in the fall on a different, uh, different label. So, but you didn't yeah, give me any, so- you didn't give me any songs from that, right? No. Uh, no. Okay. So that could be part of the batch when you come yeah. back with me and we can, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, I would yeah. love to see where the band is now and, or what, what is going to become, right? Because right. not everything yeah. that you're going to do has been recorded yet, right? No. Right. We have a third album that's, I would say, three quarters done. That's, I think that's one of the best, in my opinion. Well, when that baby comes out, it gets delivered. Will you come back on Wap from Pedro's show, please? Absolutely. This, <laughs> is, this is the blast. I, 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 was, I was a little bit intimidated because you're pretty, pretty much a hero for me. Uh, but, yeah, this, this was the blast. Oh yeah, it's a it's an honor kind. to uh, to be on your show. Very kind, yeah, but I want you back too, please. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. No Thank problem. you very much, people. It's been May fifteenth, twenty twenty three edition. Why Peter should keep your powder dry. <laughs>